Hello, everyone, and welcome to UNLV's Groundbreaker podcast brought to you by the Division of Health Science College. This episode highlights our first-generation students traveling to UNLV to chase their dreams and their accompanying academic journey. Hey, everybody, what's going on? Today, we're back at you guys with the Groundbreakers podcast. Today, I got my two great guests, Heidi and Aldo. Before we talk a little bit about them, as you guys know, my name is Andrew Draction, your guys' host. I am born and raised in Nevada, currently a senior year student here at UNLV studying kinesiology. And let's go ahead and dive right into things today. We have a great episode coming up. So I wanted to go ahead, Heidi, if you wanted to get started with introducing yourself. Hey, everyone. My name is Heidi Walker. Um, I'm originally from Los Angeles, California. I transferred from Coastline Community College in Orange County to UNLV. I am a nursing major and I am a first-generation college student. Hi, everyone. My name is Aldo Arrita. I am originally from Mexico, and I am a second-year student at the Experimental PhD Program for Psychology at UNLV, and I'm also a first-generation grad student. Awesome. Super excited to have you guys both on the show today. So just to kind of get things started, you know, you guys are both first generation college students, Heidi, you know, still chasing after your bachelor's degree while Aldo in the PhD program here at UNLV. So I just wanted to dive right into things and focusing academically, what were some struggles you guys had as first generation college students? One of the main struggles I had as a first generation student was since I was a first generation, the 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 work that I was getting, um, I didn't really have anyone that could help me. So um, with that, I was kind of forced to utilize the services that the school offered, like tutoring and connecting with um, other students, um, you know, to help help me with my academics, joining study groups. I'll take on that. Yeah, absolutely. Navigating these spaces as a first generation student can be extremely scary and lonely. Most of the time, oftentimes feeling like, I don't know, you're behind or that you don't, you find out about opportunities when they are too late. Uh, so definitely trying to maximize the resources that you find out about in campus. It's one of the ways that uh, it helps compensate for that. Most definitely. And both of you guys are after great majors. Uh, Heidi, in the currently looking towards the pre-nursing and entering the nursing program, although, like we said, in the PhD program at UNLV. Now, you guys attending college as a first-generation student is a big first step all in its own. But when you guys did decide to make that step, did you have these majors in mind, or is it something that you experienced at UNLV that led you to this path? Um, I think for me, like when I when I first graduated high school, I always wanted to be a nurse, but I didn't have the confidence to actually pursue it. So I didn't actually start taking my education serious until I turned like 27. And then um, I then I graduated with my associates and decided like at 28 that I wanted to actually go for it. Wow. Our story is already so similar. Uh I also started uh, late. Um, I, when I was a kid, I thought I wanted to be a psychologist, more like a clinical psychologist, the type of like sit down in a sofa and tell me your problems kind of psychologist. And, and then life happened and I started working and you know I, I finished high school and I didn't think about going back to uh, college. And it wasn't until I was 26 that I started going to community college as well. And 
And initially, I was just going to go for a paralegal uh, degree, I remember, because people were like, oh, you should go into law or something, because apparently I'm good about making arguments. I don't know what they mean by that, but uh, that's what they say. And, um, you know, taking some of the requirements, uh, I took a psychology class, and I just kind of fall in love all over again with it, and I never let go since then. Although I think it's funny how you were thinking about um, going into like law because I actually got um, accepted to Cal State Dominguez Hills for uh, what is it criminal justice administration and I was like yeah, yeah, yeah. that's not what I want to do <laughs> but it's crazy how everybody has certain visions for you but you just know what you want to do yes those are both great responses and every time I always do like to say you know no matter how old you are there's really never a bad time to start college people think you know once out of high school you got to go straight to it but that's not really always the case there's always your own path and always those own ways you decide to go down now both of you exactly on the same path I should say actually you thought you know you had family telling you what you should do and you kind of decided to go your own direction now what was your family's reaction when you did tell them you were going to go to college and what they thought about your major of choice? Well, my dad did not believe it. <laughs> I'll be honest. Uh, my dad uh, thought, knew I was going to community college and he thought I was going to get, I don't even know what he thought I was going to get, what kind of degree. So when I got, got my associates to transfer, uh, he was very surprised and, and he was very pleased and he was very excited and happy for me. But he was not expecting it. And I think that it was also scary because uh, when I, I completed my uh, bachelor's at UC Berkeley and when I went up north, I was living in SoCal uh, at the time. He didn't even know where Berkeley was. Uh, he didn't know what it would mean for me to move there by myself. Uh, again, like none of, no one in my family has ever really gone uh, through the college experience. So he thought that maybe this was going to be like a one year or two year thing. And once he found out how long I was going to be there. And then once I graduated and I told him I wanted to go for grad school as well. Uh, again, all these experiences have been um, new to them, just like they have been new to me. That's really cool. I think with um, with my parents, they were excited, but it was more so, more so like finally, because they've always wanted me to go. <laughs> But I never really took it serious. So my dad, he kind of looked at it as like another false start because I used to have a really bad habit of starting stuff and then not finishing. So he was like, I'll be so he's like, I'll be happy when you actually finish. And I'm like, oh, OK. So my mom to kind of motivate me to finish, she had bought me um, a new laptop for school, a MacBook. I was so excited. And she told me if I completed my associates that I don't have to pay her back for the computer. So I finished and I don't owe her any money for my computer, but it's just crazy. Everybody believed that I could do it, but I, I didn't. Those are both great stories. Now, both of you actually mentioned, you know, family, uh, especially for you, Aldo, not really understanding how long college is. And that's something I can definitely relate to there. Um, like I said before, I'm, you know, a senior year here at UNLV studying kinesiology and then applying to various physical therapy programs. When I tell my family, they say, oh, you know, so maybe another year I go, no, it's like minimum three, three and a half years. I'll be, you know, still in school afterwards. So I can definitely relate on that end. But both of you, once again, Aldo coming from California, even also Heidi, you had a acceptance at a school out in California. 
Uh, what led you guys to choosing UNLV as their ultimate college institution before uh, other schools that you guys looked into? Um, for me, it was, um, the, well, UNLV is an extremely diverse campus. So the research that I do is very community-oriented. So having access to that diverse type of samples, per se, for studies and research, um, that was uh, definitely an incentive. Um, there, um, the research that I do, I do it with uh, Dr. Wong, who focuses on microaggressions, and she's an expert on the field. So that was also a highlight for me. And I mean, and then it's Las Vegas, right? I, 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 being, being in SoCal, you're not far from Vegas. So I have always been in love with the city. For Vegas, it was like uh, when I was living in California, I was kind of like flirting with the idea of moving to Las Vegas. And so I started like doing a little more research online about um, the type of programs that you had, because initially I was a criminal justice major. So I was looking at the criminal justice programs. And then I seen that you guys had um, a really you guys that we have a really great nursing program. (laughs) And so. I was like, you know, I'm going to give it a try. So I filled out like, you know, the little interest cards and I was getting like emails and and all kind of stuff in the mail. And so when I eventually did move out here, I was like, you know what, I'm going to just give it a shot and apply. The worst they can say is no. And, you know, that I got accepted as a pre-nursing major. And I like to say maybe on this topic, I am a little bit biased because I am born and raised here out here in Las Vegas. So I see it as the best city out there, but I could always you know, <laughs> expand my horizons a little bit there. Both of you having extensive backgrounds, even before entering college, as both of you didn't enter right away. Um, what kind of traits did you pick up before entering college that actually helped you out in college? Okay, this is going to sound really weird, but a trade I feel like kind of helped me with college. I, I became a, bu- a city bus driver. Like, naturally, I was a shy person, so, like, being a bus driver, it's kind of pushing me out of my comfort zone. And so with that, uh, with that being, like, a new territory, it kind of, like, woke something up in me to, like, uh, I can't, I, I, I'm, I'm struggling. <laughs> I will say that, I mean, um, I think for, for me, the job, the work performance, yeah, I used to work, uh, I started, I worked um, uh, in FedEx, actually, Uh for a little while. From there, I moved into management, um, which is something that was really helpful for me because it, it taught me a lot about working with other people and then mm-hmm. getting people to work for you and get you know projects done, uh, deadlines done, and then multitask and organize and calendar. Mm-hmm. So I got a lot of those skills and I'm grateful for those because once I start uh, going to college, oh my God, you need, you need to manage your time, especially if yes. you are working at the same time, especially if you have other commitments, you need to manage your time well so you don't get things done. I, 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 I totally agree about the time management. <laughs> so from what I understood, so I know Heidi, um, you worked previously and then Aldo as well. Are you guys currently working while still attending college or has all of that taken a backseat and you're 100% focused on academics right now? Um, so I currently work full-time at CSN, and then I attend UNLV full-time as well. I attend full-time, and part of my program is that technically I get an stipend for working for the school as a research, uh, as a graduate research. Uh, so I work 20 hours for uh, my program. So great. You guys are still both doing work in the community now. It is something that we do always have to mention, especially in today's times. 
Uh, COVID-19 has made a big impact on all of us, whether it be economically, emotionally, physically, academically, since we all are college students now. I did want to ask, you know, how has, you know, COVID affected you guys being, you know, current academic students? Has it, you know, maybe made you more, uh, I should say, uh, motivated or has it kind of hindered your academic performance? How has that all been going for you guys? I have to say, I really feel bad, um, you know, for the people that COVID has affected ne negatively. For me, um, with COVID, it's actually made attending school a lot easier with balancing work, only because before I used to work in the office from like eight to five, and then I would have to rush to UNLV like all the way across town. So now, and I used to have like, you know, a little time to study and I was always tired. So now with me being able to work from home and then having all of my remote classes, I feel like it's been easier to manage my time you know, to get my studies done and my grades have actually improved because of COVID. I know that's weird. Wow. Uh, for me, no, <laughs> the experience is completely the opposite. Uh, so when I was um, uh, in my undergrad and even I think during my associates, uh, even though I was working at the time, I really tried to avoid online classes. It, they just were not working for me. I just like I remember taking one single class and I got like a B minus in it. And I was very hard on myself for that uh, because I felt that I could have done much better. And just from that experience alone, I decided not to take another online class ever. And so now the joke is on me because I'm literally completing a PhD online currently. And um, and it's very different so because um, graduate uh, classes tend to be very seminar oriented, which is like less people uh, and you are in the same room and then you're discussing and kind of like uh, exchanging ideas. So that is very differently when you try to do it like in a Zoom or, uh, you know, or uh, uh, online in a virtual. It's just less organic as far as the conversation goes. So it definitely makes it difficult uh, in that context. Um, I also like research wise, I do research with people, uh, meeting with people and, you know, doing social experiments. So that has also extreme, been extremely limited in the way we can do research. So, yeah, completely the opposite. I cannot wait to go back to normalcy. And I definitely see both sides of the spectrum. Um, you know, be having those online classes sometimes can be easy, but then at the same time, when it's, you know, discussing and a lot of hands-on stuff, it's incredibly difficult to just get that overall normal interaction. Um, now, you know, kind of blowing things and going a little bit more in the broad spectrum. Um, if we were to give the scenario of you guys talking to a incoming first-generation freshman at UNLV, what is one tip of, of advice you would give them if you could? Do not be afraid to ask questions do not be afraid of rejection or the word no <laughs> oh wow i feel like it, she just stole it from me <laughs> i was gonna say something very similar uh no i yeah i think they're there to there to dream uh someone told me that if your dreams don't scare you they're not big enough and i always remember that so for me it's kind of like explore the opportunities there to us there to knock on the door and ask for opportunities because uh, like Heidi said before, the worst thing that they can say is no. And, and from that, you can still move on to the next person. That's one of probably the biggest stigmas I try to get rid of is people being afraid to say no, or, or I should say being afraid to ask questions or fearing no. 
Uh, and I always like to say, you know, and especially with my experience out in the world, I currently work in one of the hospitals here in Southern Nevada. Um, if you are afraid to hear the answer no, then you won't ever excel in life because you have to be allowed to open yourself up for criticism and for response. So those are great responses there. Now, one of the things I do like to mention is our podcast is called the UNLV Groundbreakers Podcast. Now, what is something that you guys have done or maybe currently doing that would describe yourself as a groundbreaker? Uh, so I'm going to get a little geeky right here talking about my own research, uh, but I am exploring a very novel um, uh, uh, research on microaggressions. And for those that do not know, microaggressions are uh, forms of everyday experiences of discrimination. I do primarily research on, ra on racial microaggressions, which has our everyday racism experiences. And the literature on these is not as extensive as other forms of racism. And I specifically, I'm interested in the Latinx experiences uh, with racial microaggressions. So I'm actually working right now on constructing and developing a scale that can quantify how much microaggressions do a Latinx person's experience in any given uh, point. And currently there's no scales like that at all in the literature. So um, hopefully it works. <laughs> hopefully it's validated and it's a good uh, scale overall. And that will be a, gra a groundbreaking uh, moment for me. So I guess um, it's kind of groundbreaking. I'm the youngest, first generation. I work full time. I go to school full time. I'm a nursing major. I guess like that, that's a big deal in my family. Like everyone's like super proud and like, oh, my God, Heidi. But like for me, it's just like, you know, just just go to school, you know. No, definitely. And especially being I see being first generation college students as one of the biggest groundbreaking experiences possible, because that is a life altering decision, especially for parents or families before that have no idea about the college experience. But with that all being said, I did want to thank both you, Aldo and Heidi, for being on the podcast with us today. It was great hearing your guys's feedback, and we hope to see you guys soon again in the future. Thank you thank for you having for, us. Yeah, thank you for inviting us. Thank you, guys. Here on the UNLV Groundbreakers podcast, we are groundbreaking, paving you ground and making our mark. 